live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, we've got a big fun show tonight. As you all know, we are in the middle of a great reawakening for one of the most beautiful, useful, and unfortunately maligned plants in the history of our planet. I am talking, of course, about the cannabis plant. And our guest tonight is heavily involved in that reawakening and is helping to bring the majestic cannabis plant to the acceptance and availability that it once had and it so rightly deserves. You know, when I was uh, raising a family, I did so in southern Maine, South Berwick to be exact, and I used to drive up and down 236 and all throughout Kittery a million times. And during all that time, there was a total of zero businesses uh, that grew or sold cannabis. And now when you drive down 236, it seems like there's a new one that uh, pops up every other day. There seems to be a, a good dozen choices or so. And it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see the transformation from when I was in college, you can get thrown in jail for a pipe, to now it's completely accepted and it's out there. And uh, so our guest tonight, again, is at the forefront of that movement. We're very excited and appreciative to have uh, him on our 420 special. So without any further delay, please give a warm no outlet welcome to John Gallagher from Mark's Organics in Kittery, Maine. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. All right, we're going to play a game called 20 Questions, and it always starts in the exact same place, and that's with question number one. Question number one, do you believe in the existence of interstellar beings? Yeah, I do believe in the existence of interstellar beings. I, I find it hard to believe that we're the only things in the infinite universe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I definitely, I definitely think something's out there. I don't know what, if it's, uh, I feel like it's probably a little bit of everything, you know? Uh, as far as we can tell, if that, if that universe goes on forever and ever, I'm sure there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Absolutely. I mean, I think that people who uh, can't accept that uh, are, are either afraid of what that entails or they're just a little bit too selfish and narrow in their worldview because, Infinite is is a long time, and there's an opportunity yeah. for everything to be out there. And so I, I think you're uh, I think you're 100 right. So we're off to a good start here. Uh, question number two: um, How did you become involved in the medical marijuana slash cannabis industry? Well, I was uh, I was a user, obviously, um, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. and then I was a patient um, after college. And I actually started using. Um, Mark's delivery service, talking, he used to deliver. Um, and then we hit it off through a mutual friend. Um, and basically, uh, I had an interview. We smoked a big joint. I rolled a big joint for us to smoke. It was the best job interview in the world. And, uh, yeah, he, he hired me. And it was, it's been great ever since. I've been on for like five, I think maybe even six years now. And it's, it's been an opportunity of a lifetime. It's been, it's been great. That's so cool. So imagine, so first of all, that does sound like the best job interview of all time. Um, but imagine if you had like oh, yeah. sat down for that interview and like <clears throat> just for whatever reason, just fumbled it a couple of times and couldn't quite get it together. And, uh, you know, you, you, it'd be hard to fail at that interview. I feel like you were shooing no matter what you were going to get the job, but right. uh, it's, it's nice to hear. The joint that you canoes. What was that? The joint canoes. It ruins everything, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Terrible. It sucks. 
like, you know, I mean, you can't even enjoy it. You can't work here. Like, right. We'll call you. Don't worry about calling us back. We'll call you. Yeah, right. Now, did you grow up in, so it sounds like you were a, a customer first, which is awesome. Um, did you grow up in the Southern Maine area? So I grew up in uh, Southern New Hampshire. Okay. Um, we've always vacationed in Maine. And then I actually moved up to Maine for the job. Um, I just bought a house in South Berwick, oddly enough, so we share that. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I love it out there. It's beautiful. I'm really enjoying the Southern Maine vibe. Um, we're close to the beach. Close the woods. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful area. Yeah, truly. I mean, I you know, if if I could go back and, and raise my family uh, again, I would probably not change the location because South Berwick was like it was ideal. You know, it's like to your point, you're close to you're close to York Beach, you're close to Portsmouth. You want to go to Boston, you're not much more than an hour away. Um, it's, it's really well maintained is, and now the downtown area is so much better than it used to be, but there's like really good restaurants downtown and, um, that's a great spot. Uh, Southern, uh, Southern New Hampshire too. Also, I grew up in Rye, New Hampshire. So I love that, that whole seacoast, the uh-huh. greater seacoast area. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I grew up in Hampton Falls. So again, right next door, that's too funny. Oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, that's a beautiful town, Hampton Falls. There's all kinds of rolling, like, countryside with, like, farms and horses oh, yeah. and stuff. Applecrest. Isn't Applecrest in Hampton Falls? It is, yeah. That's one of our big attractions there. Well, it's the only attraction, really. Right. But uh, it's fun going through those fields when I, as a kid. You know, I used to ride my bike, see the buddies and meat, smoke a joint, grab some apples. Always fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that does sound like checking off the boxes there. That's good. All right, so help our listeners that are in the studio audience and listening at home understand. So obviously, the the title says it all, Mark's Organics. If you go to their website, you can see they only uh, cultivate and sell uh, organic flour. And I was wondering, John, if you could help our listeners understand the importance and benefits of organic cannabis as opposed to any other type. Well... We're using cannabis as a medicine at Mark's Organic, so it has to be with the most wholesome ingredients, the most natural form. We want it to do, you know, you want it to benefit your body. You don't want it to put any harmful um, carcinogens, right. any pesticides, anything like that. Um, it's the same thing with your food. Um, so when we're using something as a medicine, we think it's a very, uh, you know, it's a necessary standard to, to be organic and to grow with um, at least. Um, the smallest impact on the environment possible. Yep. Um, it produces the best product too. I mean, you know, the buds are better, fresher. Um, they smell. They're more potent. Um, it's just it's just the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a natural thing. It's a plant, and I think the way you guys are doing it, you're bringing it as close to nature as you can possibly do it. Right. You're avoiding all the harmful chemicals that go along with it, and, and so the way that you're that you're cultivating your flower is, you know, uh, close to the way that the earth intended it to be cultivated. So right. It's, pretty cool. it's, it's not the easiest thing either. I mean, you know, you can, you know, kill a lot of, you know, harmful insects or diseases by yeah. using pesticides. You can get bigger buds by using um, certain, you know, growth hormones or, uh, you know, nutrient lines that, you know, who knows what they're pumping into the plant. It's something created in a lab. Um, and I'm sure it creates these huge buds and, you know, 
look great. Um, they probably even have a decent smell. But there's something to be said for, you know, what's the outcome of putting those those carcinogens, those man-made materials in your body, right. as opposed to just doing it the way, like you said, nature intends, growing it from organic soil, using composting uh, methods, um, you know, feeding the soil, not the plant, yeah. um, and then letting the soil and the natural organisms, you know, that's how nature survives around us all the time. Um, right. So. Nature does it better. It's almost like a good comparison would be like, yeah, you could, if you were a bodybuilder, you could go take some steroids and you might look good for a couple of years and then, you know, you're going to have some problems down the road, no matter what they are. So keep it natural, everybody. Right. <clears throat> okay. What is your best sell? You've been there for five, six years. So you've seen, you know, the growth of not just your store, but the whole, you know, uh, our community. What's your best selling item in your store? That's all right, Miss Flower. I mean, yep. flower is king. Um, so, usually top shelf flower. We have um, some great face off OG, which is a uh, OG Kush phenotype. Yeah. 80-20 indica dominant hybrid. Super stanky. Um, it's grown organically by us, of course. And, uh, yeah, it's a really, really nice option. Um, one of my favorites of all time. Um, That's but, cool. I mean, we also sell a ton of gummies, tinctures. Um, concentrates. We do our own capsules. Um, a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. We think it's important that to give people some diversity. So we do. Um, we outsource to local companies for our edibles, um, things like that. We yeah. bring in some other folks to help us uh, make our dreams come true. Um, we definitely have some some interesting options: peanut butter and fluff, um, honey. Uh, chocolate-covered blueberries, everything you can imagine. Yeah, it's really wild. You know, it's so funny because <clears throat> when I was in high school, you know, I was also a user in high school. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Not like they didn't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, there was there was back then, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but there was basically one type of weed, and that was weed. You know, it's like there weren't, like, all these different names, and there certainly weren't any edibles. And now it's just, like, you can get so specific with – the strain, the percentage of THC, you know, the, the hybrid of, you know, sativa and indica, and then you go into the edibles and there's elixirs. And like you said, there's, you know, blueberries and gummies and everything else. And it's really, you know, it's so cool to see it happen. It's happened really kind of quickly. If you think about it, it's, it's been like fast forward the last 15 years to now where there's, you probably couldn't name a product that's not out there in some form. Yeah, agreed. I was in high school. I thought the same thing. I mean, you go to your guy, he's got one type. <laughs> That's right. You get what you get. You pay the price you pay. There's no, there's no strains. There's no negotiating. There's no, there's nothing. There's no online menus. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, and then all of a sudden, back then we were saying we're never going to see it in our lifetime. Right. Yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, it's everywhere in Maine. Um, like you said, you're driving down 236 every street corner. Um, you know, you, you see dispensary. I think it's great. I think it is bringing great. the medicine to the people is is what we're all here to do. Um, and it should have been done a long time ago. So totally, you know, why not? You know, make the most of it now and and bring bring Southern Maine great medicine. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, so you guys, uh, Mark's Organic, uh, have something really cool happening today, which is 420. Um, and that is that your store is being featured on a Discovery Plus TV show 
called High Design. Uh, it's hosted by a woman named Kim Miles, great personality. She's really into the whole cannabis movement. And it seems amazing. It seems like, and I believe it started last week, and you're going to be the, you know, on the second episode, or maybe you guys have already been introduced. But uh, I, I'd like you to explain to the listeners, you know, how that show uh, came to be. Like, how did you get connected with the whole concept and what, what they can expect? Because everybody should tune in and check it out. Yeah, so it was kind of funny. They did uh, pretty much a casting call to people all over the country. They're looking for uh, small local businesses, um, ideally one owner. Yep. Um, and they were looking for places that, you know, had a great core crew and had a great uh, business model, but that their their physical location, their space, could use a little work, which I was definitely needed. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we answered the call. And I guess not a lot of people from our area did, um, but people from all over the country do. There's, a, there's one in Alaska, oh, wow. a couple in Colorado, a couple in California, and we're the only one on the East Coast, Mark's Organics. Um, so it was an honor for sure. Um, but anyways, we went through a couple of interviews, met with some, you know, high up executives for the discovery uh, network. And, uh, yeah, we got to do, uh, one of the episodes of the show and it was, it was a really, really fun experience. That's Very awesome. unique. I'm like, I, I, uh, yeah. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's going to, I, I'm looking forward to your episode in particular, um, but I think what it's going to do is it's going to, you said something earlier, like it's not easy growing high quality organic, you know, cannabis, and it's probably equally not as easy running a dispensary. You know, it's like you got a lot of hurdles, even though it's legal, there are still some things that are different from a normal business. So I love the fact that a discovery as a major outlet is now saying, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to shine a light on this industry. We're going to help them out. We're going to give somebody a leg up. Um, and we're going to also normalize it. You know, we're going to treat this. I mean, think about it. It's like, there's a show called bar rescue, right? Where they go in and they kind of clean up a bar and fix it. They, I mean, think about what happens to people when they go out and slam drinks at a bar. It's like way worse than anything can happen from somebody hanging out in their couch with an edible. So I really respect what Discovery's doing and I'm glad they picked you guys. Yeah, I think what they're doing, like you said, normalizing it, bringing it to the public in a way that's fun and family friendly, but still brings that, you know, edgy content that, you know, you have people smoking on camera and uh, having a great time with cannabis. Yeah. Uh, we have a cannabis, you know, little uh, cooking show that we do with uh, Zach's choir. Um, he makes those elixirs you mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a really if it was a fun time and it was fun to play, you know, TV star even for just a week. We were you know wired up constantly with cameras following you around. Yeah. Um, but in reality, they did a great job. Um, they brought a lot of new uh, creative ideas to the space. So it was really an honor to work with them, and we're really lucky to work with them. Um, and I think you know the show is, is pretty funny, and all the episodes are, are worth a watch. But I think especially the main episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have such a great area. Um, highlights, you know, the southern main area. There's a couple, uh, there's a guy that, you know, cut a boat in half to put in our show. Um, and he's kind of like a, a piratey guy. He makes yeah. a lot of pirate jokes. It's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. There's no better joke than a pirate joke. That's what I would say. Um, exactly. So I've yeah. been into your, I've been into establishment um, once, and it was to invite you folks to. We had a uh, 
a mystery dinner party at Arrowhead's estate. Um, and I went in and I met a few people. I forget who I met, but I, I noticed that um, it was probably around that time that you guys had a mural that was done by uh, Badway Creative. And um, I think her work is incredible. Uh, I, it's always something that I, when I look at what she's done, it's like, how in the world does she have the vision to put that onto a wall? And so, obviously, clearly an amazing talent. How'd you guys hook up with her to get her to do that wall? So, we've been a fan of her work just locally. Sam from Badway Creative, she's a great artist. Um, we've seen her work around. Um, we reached out. Um, about the space we had in our uh, waiting room. We wanted to get some other artwork kind of uh, covered over. And we wanted to bring, you know, something new and fresh and exciting to the space. And we knew she'd be perfect for it. Um, and she was great to work with. She was fun. Uh, we smoked a little weed. And uh, she was really an incredible talent. She did it so quickly and free. She made it look so easy. Right. Um, and it brings a great aura and feel to the space out there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a jungle vibe. Yeah. Um, with the girl smoking a joint, her glasses, her mirrors, so it looks right back at you. Um, we got a lot of comments and compliments at the shop every time people come into the lobby. Yeah, no doubt. It's really cool. Um, all right, so we need your experience, your expertise to help and share with the masses. So, um, you know, I think one of the great things about you know, what's happening with the cannabis movement is that a whole new segment of people that might not have even considered it, like you and I both, you know, have been using it since high school, but there are other people out there that for whatever reason they didn't and they, and they maybe have never tried it, but now they're, they're older, they're professional, and maybe they don't want to drink a couple glasses of wine, but they have some anxiety or some stress or they've got headaches or whatever they might have. And uh, they might want to, you know, experiment and try, you know, this new medicine that's now available to them. So let's say you're a, a professional woman or a professional guy out there, you know, looking to start. You don't want to start with the flower because you, you know, for whatever reason, you don't want to smoke. Um, what would you recommend for a dosage um, of an edible for somebody who just wants to kind of ease into it, try it out, take the edge off at the end of the night and, uh, and see what it's all about? Yeah, so I got to say this scenario happens all the time, um, and it's awesome. Um, not the uncertainty, but the fact that these um, older folks are coming in, yeah. um, they have ailments, they don't want to use prescription, you know, opioids or whatever they're being prescribed. Um, so they come to us, we're able to give them an organic, um, you know, uh, a natural medicine that can you know, provide them similar, if not better relief yep. with no side effects. And it's just, it's one of the best and most rewarding things about our job. Um, but to answer your question, I would I would start as low as possible. Um, <laughs> honestly, if, you, if you're new with cannabis, you want to go low and slow because I don't want to turn you off and, and make you uncomfortable. Um, okay. Because the truth with cannabis is it's not like prescription drugs where you can be prescribed, okay, here's your you know, 25 milligram dose or here's your 50 milligram dose. And it's not the same for every person. That's right, so, that's right. We really have to, it's almost like a puzzle fitting the correct medicine in with your specific endocannabinoid system. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky question to answer. I would say start low and then work your way up. Um, we have some great products that are like five milligrams THC, yep. um, 10 milligrams THC. Sometimes, um, that's like five milligrams THC, five milligrams CBD. That's yeah. a nice way to start. Um, 
yeah, start slow because you can always work your way up. Nothing says you can't have a couple more gummies or right. take a few more, uh, you know, sips of your liquor drink. Um, but I think it's super beneficial to, to get those folks interested in cannabis and aware of it of its benefits, you know, just for their own sake. I mean, it's a, it's a great a great asset that we should be utilizing for people's health. Yeah, great answer, good advice. I totally agree. And, you know, if you think about it, it's like, if, if someone were to want to try alcohol for the first time, right, you wouldn't say, okay, drink a whole bottle of Jack Daniels or do a funnel. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like you'd say, hey, try a sip of wine, try a sip of beer. And, and, right. and, and it's really the same thing because of body chemistry. Some people can have many beers and be totally fine, and some people have one and they're sleeping. And so, you know, anything you're putting in your body, it's always a good idea to take it slow. And uh, my, my dad's advice was uh, take a half of a half of whatever you think you th- you want to try, and then you can always take that first yeah. half and keep going from there. So basically the same the same uh, outline that you just gave. So thank you for that. Um, what is your favorite TV show right now? My favorite TV show right now? Well, honestly, I've been watching um, Star Wars Rebels with the, uh, the kids. And my girlfriend. Okay. And we've been really into that. So we're it's a cartoon. Um, so we've been really into that. I like we like that. Um, <clears throat> follows like star, similar Star Wars stories and characters. Um, my favorite adult TV show. I'm going to be starting to watch The Last Kingdom season three. I like that one. That one's yeah. on Netflix. I haven't started it yet, but I watched the first few seasons. I like that one a lot. That's cool. I'm a history major um, in college, so any historical shows I'm super nerdy about. I love history too, and the thing with history is the more the more history that you learn, at least from my perspective, the more history that I've learned, the more I realize how fortunate we are to be living now. Because you know, it's like <laughs> it's kind of a joke, like third world problems or first world problems or whatever. But it's like. Our, big, our biggest problem is nothing compared to when it was like, you know, 940 AD. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. we're so lucky. We're so lucky in every way. Yeah. We'd probably be dead, honestly. Like, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the mortality is so, like, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I have my appendix out. I know I'd be dead because I had my appendicitis and strep throat and all that, you know. Yeah. That'd be lucky to survive back then. I mean, back in the 1300s, they would have thought you had, like, some kind of demon inside you. You know what I mean? That would have been the prognosis, yeah. and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, so uh, yeah. history. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big nonfiction guy, books and TV. All right, <clears throat> so here's, here's a question. You're a New Hampshire native, and so am I, so this fits right in. So Massachusetts, fully legal. Maine, fully legal. Vermont, not surprisingly, you're, I don't believe it's the exact same thing, but you can't get in trouble for it there. And I don't think they've like done the retail thing yet, but it's pretty much open season. It has been in Vermont for a long time, really. Um, but what's the problem with New Hampshire? Like, New Hampshire is so far behind, and I can't, I can't help but think it's a money grab. But you know, it's like they've got four, whatever it is, four medical outlets, nothing for retail, and I'm just wondering. What's the deal? So I'll ask you, what's the deal with New Hampshire? You know, it's a really big question. I mean, for me, for a long time, especially seeing, like you said, all the states around us. I mean, you're, every border right. has legal weed. I mean, I, I can't imagine trying to police a state where you can't, you're stopping people on every side that have legal weed. 
and then all of a sudden they cross, you know, the next town over, and it's all of a sudden illegal again. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, I think it's happening all over the country, too, where these states' laws are so different. People are coming over, buying recreational be crossing back over to their state, getting in trouble. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's time for there to be a change, obviously, at a larger level. I'm not sure if that's going to, you know, when that's going to happen, if that's going to happen. Um, but it's, uh, New Hampshire's definitely behind. And uh, I, I can't, uh, I feel bad for the dispensaries there, too, because, you know, the people that work there are good people. And a lot of them come to Maine for their, for their medicine. They come to us because they own the dispensary. Wow. Their prices are so high. You know, their quality is so low. Yeah. Their, you know, uh, diversity is so low. They don't have anything, you know, no, you know, they have sativa option, indica option. Um, it, it just seems very, very behind the times now. Yeah. Um, Agreed. You know, not quite with the rest of our, our New England area. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think the good news is that, you know, they're going to realize, New Hampshire is going to realize that, they're missing out on a ton of money if they don't start doing it right. I did read an article recently that said the plan that is most likely to pass next is a plan that they would basically, believe it or not, and this is, I think that's out there in the New Hampshire press, sell the flour through the liquor store um, chains that are already, you know, the state sells all the liquor in the sta- you know, the, through their own outlets. So they'd put the flour right in there. But they wouldn't sell edibles, and to your point, the prices would be crazy high. The quality probably wouldn't be that great. They'll figure it out because they're going to have to because what's going to end up happening is they're going to miss out on that tax revenue, and uh, and that's what, unfortunately, the politicians always care about. So it'll get there, but it'll just take a while. All right, where's the best place to get a coffee in the greater Seacoast area? You can include Portsmouth. You can go all the way to your hometown of Hampton Falls if you want to, but if you could, somebody comes here from California, from Seattle, and they're like, oh, I want to get a good cup of coffee. Where do you send them? So, this is going to sound weird. I don't usually drink coffee, but I do like uh, an Aroma Joe's, uh, what do you call it, vanilla iced chai. There you go. Maybe a shot of espresso. Yeah. Um, but... I'm one of those weird guys in the morning. I smoke a joint instead of coffee. Um, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I like the flavor. I drink it more like I drink a chocolate milk. Yep. I'll drink the coffee for the flavor, but not for the caffeine. Gotcha. So I do like caffeine. Hey, you know but, what? I heard um, an answer. Aroma Joe's is great. Aroma Joe's. That's the answer. I love chai. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, all right. What's <laughs> the first memory that you have? What's your first memory of... You know, because everyone knows growing up, at least when we were growing up, it was always illegal. Now it's a different it's a different world. You know, kids are being born into a situation where it's accepted and it's it's legalized. But what was your first like realization that, oh, wow, this is a plant. And some people out there are saying that it's illegal. And I know that that's not right. I know it shouldn't be illegal. Um, And, and, you know, not that you recognized, okay, I can get in trouble, but that when it dawned on you that it was kind of like a calculated attack uh, on people's freedom and, and you didn't, uh, you didn't agree with it. Honestly, it, it was kind of late for me, I think, because I mean, obviously I smoked in high school, but, but back then it was so, I you say it was so illegal still. That it was yeah. almost just like, yeah, you know, underage drinking, smoking weed, um, 
You know, it's just it's just something that you're doing with. It's, it's bad. You know what right, I mean? Right. So it didn't really occur to me that it was like a medicine that it was had benefits and that it was you know a, a really a right and um, something that's part of our natural world that should be accepted, like like a tomato plant or any other thing that you would grow. You know? Yeah. Um, so I would say that wouldn't really be until I started. You know, I became a medical patient, but even then. Uh, when I started working for Marx, I really, I really saw what the plant did for, you know, people who really, really needed it, yeah. and and I saw what it did for for a wide range of you know every kind of people. Like you said, you know, we have patients who get their cards that are, you know, with parental permission. They're they're under twenty one. They're you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen with parental permission. They can get a card in Maine, and then we have people that are you know ninety three years old. Wow, and everything in between, and it's it's awesome to see it benefit so many people in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I really realized that, you know, this is something that people should, you know, be aware of. People should be made known how beneficial it is. That's cool. And the, the access should be there, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's great. I love that. All right. What is the best music to listen to when you are selling high quality organic cannabis um i'm a reggae guy yeah. so usually it's like bob marley peter tosh i like a 10-foot ganja plant uh but yeah usually it's like some, some awesome reggae tunes some classic reggae tunes gets you in the mood yep there's a 1973 live album of uh, bob marley whalers that when i was growing up was only available be a bootleg like you only yeah you had to know somebody that had a good copy to get it and now it's like you go to spotify and you can get like a crystal clear version of it but i think that's one of the best live reggae performances ever captured on tape it's amazing um and i, I agree with that answer okay um now before i ask the next question i have to just qualify something do you drive a jeep wrangler i do not drive a jeep wrangler. okay good then i can ask this question so are you familiar with okay. the jeep wave Jeep wave, I am. I have uh, a couple of Jeep friends, and I I like to bust their balls for it. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you say that. Isn't it the stupidest goddamn thing you've ever seen? <laughs> I love it. I, I hope I hope they're listening or, or listen to this later because, yeah, that's gonna be hilarious. Fuck yeah. Uh, well, my so my girlfriend drives a Jeep Wrangler, and I didn't know about it until I started driving around with her. I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And then it turns out that you've got to, you actually have to have a Wrangler. If you've got a Renegade or a Sahara or any other off-road Jeep, it doesn't count. You can't wave. You're not cool enough. And so my problem with that is is many. And one is that you're instantly thinking, I'm, I'm cool with this person driving a Jeep, even though the only thing you have in common is the same vehicle. So I've been trying to stop the Jeep, Jeep wave. It's not working. I mean, they advertise it now and everybody loves it. But uh, every time that she tries to initiate the Jeep wave and the other person doesn't wave back, it's a victory for me. So um, Yeah, you're like, hell yes. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know. They gotta it's elitist. The arrogant. It's yeah, elitist. it's very elitist. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it's not fair to the rest of us driving civilian vehicles here. 
Right. And, you know, so because I've got this question written down. I'm like, ah, oh, if this guy's into the Jeep wave, I don't want to ask the question, but I'm so glad that <laughs> not only are you not into it, but you, I mean, you hate it. That's great. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, you currently live in South Berwick, great town. I love it. Um, what's, if you, again, same question, you had to point someone to go have dinner in that town. Where do you point them? Oh, in South Berwick, you probably have to go to Fogies. Okay. Um, I love yeah, uh, they everything. They got a diverse American menu. They got cheesecake. Um, so staying in Southburg, I'd probably go to Fogarty's. Um, you know, I live pretty close to a gunkwit, too. Yep, so yep. Barastami and a gunkwit. I don't know if you've tried that. It's a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, is it good? Uh, oh, wicked good. A little expensive, but it's, it's very, very nice. Yep, yep. Yeah, I love a Gunkwit. Some great restaurants up there. Um, and I love Fogarty's because it's been the same family making those cheesecakes and making the food, and it's always good. Um, shout out to the Fogarty's. That's a great call. All right, best concert yeah. that you've ever attended? That's a tough call. Best concert I've ever attended. I saw Damien Marley in Boston right on the water one time, and I had, like, incredible seats. I was in, like, the fifth row. And what was great about it was that everyone was smoking weed. Every single person there was smoking weed. And the security did absolutely nothing. I'm staring at security right in the face, smoking a huge joint. And they're not flinching. One of the guys next to me, um, he busted out like a whole like ounce of weed and was just like rolling towards the street. Right in front of security. Yeah. I mean, the vibe was great. The show was great. Um, the music was obviously killer. Uh, that was probably just like the best concert experience yeah. I've ever had. That's that was awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's a proper reggae show. And you know what? Those security guards are like, these guys aren't paying me enough to take on, you know, a thousand people that are all smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they exactly. Can, they can do whatever they want. All right. So, uh, so I like to ask this question, and I usually try to tailor it to the guest. So, Mount Rushmore is uh, a national monument. It's got four presidents but I, I always feel like instead of those four presidents it could be the four best of anything so if you were going to pick your mount rushmore of stoner movies what would be the four best stoner movies of all time okay all right cheech and chong comes to mind originally because that's just just the best yep um and then i would say Possibly um, one of the Jay and Silent Bob, maybe like Mallrats or something like that. I like that. So, yeah, so Mallrats, Cheech and Chong. I do like Pineapple Express. It's a little yes. more of a modern twist. Um, that's a great one as well. Um, and then uh, I guess I'll go with, uh can't even think of it, the Chappelle one. That one's always Half-baked? classic. Is that, is that what it's called? Half-baked, yeah. That one, that's always a classic. I mean, <laughs> it's not my favorite, but it'll bring up the four spot. It's got it's got Chappelle in it, so you can't go really that exactly. wrong. Exactly. So you can't go that wrong, exactly. He's great. So a couple quick comments on that list. Great list. First of all, Pineapple Express, there is a scene in that movie. I've watched that movie probably 40 times, and there <laughs> is a scene in that movie that every single time I laughed, Till it hurts and it's when they're in the woods and they're trying to like break their cell phones and so Seth Rogen like destroys his on a rock 
and Dave Franco like throws it, <laughs> tries to throw it against the tree, but it fucking gets lost in the woods. Holy shit, it gets me every time. And Cheech and Chong, how about them being so fucking brave? Like when they made those movies back in the early mid seventies, that was when people were going away for like. 25 30 years for weed like that was a real thing and they were out there not only talking about in their comedy shows but we're going to make two hour long movies celebrating it and basically daring everyone to come get it and then goddamn tommy chong gets put in jail bastards yeah they really trailblazers for sure and then i mean it's just it's great comedy it's hilarious it's relatable Yep. I mean, those movies are gold for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, my friend, we are down to the last two questions. And the last question is going to be easiest question of the night, I promise. So second to last question is this. All right, so you are on, you unfortunately get stranded on a deserted island. Now, that's the bad news. The good news, there are no nat- natural predators. So you're, you're top of the food chain. Um, <clears throat> and... It's also kind of a weird island because uh, you're allowed to have one beverage of any kind, unlimited supply, one food of any kind, and then one musical artist. Um, but that's that's the good news. The bad news is that's all you get. So what is your food, beverage, and artist? Okay, okay. I mean, I would say Pepsi for beverage, but because of my house, I'll go with water. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I would say Pepsi if, you know, I, I would, you know, be dead. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the yep. food, I would have to go probably like a, a nice, like, chicken parmesan and some pasta, red sauce. You can't beat that. And for musical artists, that's easy. I go with Bob Marley all day. I love it. Water, a good Italian meal and the father of reggae music. That is great. That's right. All right, so yeah. we are down to the last uh, the last question. You've been a great guest. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, where can people learn more about Mark's Organics? Uh, plug, plug your wonderful store if you can. Yeah, sure. So you can go to uh, marksorganics.com or check us out on Weedmaps or Leafly. Um, we've got our Instagram, at marksorganics. Um, there's definitely some great content on all those platforms. Um, you can check out our menu. Um, we'd love to see you by our storefront in Kittery. Nice. Yeah, they're doing it right over there in Kittery, guys. Check out the Discovery Plus show, High Design. They are on it on 420, which is today. And again, I, 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 John, I wish you could see the studio audience. Um, they're, they've all got big, huge flags with a pot leaf on it and Mark's Organics t-shirts, and they're doing the wave for you. They're, they're really excited you were on the show, and so am I. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Congrats for all your uh, success. Say hi to Mark for me, and um, have a great evening. Yeah, thank you. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right, man. Take care. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye.